Welcome to End of the Line. I'm Jim Anderton, Multimedia Content Director at Engineering.com. On today's episode, the most important part of new machine integration, documentation. Today's episode of End of the Line is brought to you by Engineering.com, a globally trusted source for engineering content. Check out this and many other exclusive videos for the engineering professional found only on engineering.tv today. Just this week, I did something that I really hate doing. I threw away a perfectly functioning device for the worst of all possible reasons, lack of documentation. Now, it was a simple thing, a dash cam, and I lost the paper instructions, but a fruitless search online for manufacturer support meant a unit that I couldn't configure, rendering the unit useless. Now, this reminded me of the many times I encountered industrial equipment, particularly custom automation, that was similarly poorly documented. Major manufacturers, of course, well, they have specialists in technical writing when they're trained to create the manuals needed to install, configure, operate, and maintain industrial equipment. But small integrators, well, they typically don't. The result is a spectrum of technical support, from nothing but pass-through documentation from robot makers and pneumatic supply houses, to professionally written and fully illustrated online resources. Does it matter? Well, it depends. If you're a smaller shop and the person working with the integrator to install and configure the equipment takes copious notes and can be expected to stay with the company forever, it's fine. For most manufacturers, however, sealing that much mission-critical knowledge into a single brain is at best risky. The problem is many installations are done under severe time constraints, usually as a result of a new order or, or a catastrophic failure of an existing system. And in this just-in-time world, getting production equipment up and running is more important than learning how it works. Unfortunately, turnkey systems normally contain assemblies of devices supplied by multiple vendors. An end effector from one company will be attached to a robot from another, sometimes controlled by a third-party PLC or computer, and then in turn networked into a plant-wide system. Now, the integrator will supply manuals as given to them by the individual system component makers, but the whole is more than the sum of its parts, and that PLC maker can't help you if the problem is machine code that can't position that gripper properly. Now, the engineer that signed off on the program was assured that the systems are easy to program, but are they easy to troubleshoot? In a perfect world, I would only sign off on systems that arrive in the plant with full documentation, meaning three critical manuals. One for installation and configuration, one for operation, and one for maintenance, repair, and troubleshooting. Why three? Well, there are several reasons, but the biggest one is the human factors issue. I want operators to operate and MRO personnel to troubleshoot and repair. Millwrights playing with M-code and operators turning valves is a great way to end up with undocumented, uncontrolled machine conditions, which can be a nightmare to troubleshoot. Now, back in the day, we referred to this lost-in-the-wilderness scenario as being buried alive. And while it may be possible to backstep through code changes, the effect of someone making unauthorized changes to mechanical devices, well, that can turn an inconvenience into a nightmare. If you buy bespoke production systems, check the documentation. Make sure a monkey can configure, operate, and repair the equipment, because it's very likely that a monkey will have to. This episode was brought to you by engineering.tv. Thanks for listening. Tune in again next time.